Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you're listening that you're having a terrific start to your Tuesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast, both the Battery Power and Road to Atlanta Podcast, which have their first podcast of the new season out to be able to listen to. All of that, all of those great podcasts can be found on any podcast platform you listen to, free wherever you listen. Obviously, you can find it as well at BatteryPower.com and at BatteryPowerSBN on all forms of social media. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC when it comes to Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And the latest is this. The Braves now are 2-3 and three on the season. On Monday, the Braves experienced an 11-2 loss to the Washington Nationals. And many of the same struggles that we saw from Ian Anderson on Sunday in a loss to the Reds, they came back and also impacted Waskar Yanoa on Monday. Just But in the case of both young right-handers, neither Anderson on Sunday or Yanoa last night, they could not find the plate consistently. And unfortunately, the wildness led to pitch counts going up. It led to extra opportunities for both the Reds and the Nationals hitters to see the arsenal of Anderson and Yanoa. And eventually, as both Yanoa and Anderson kept allowing base runners to reach base, eventually, just like the Reds did on Sunday, the Nationals connected on some big hits, and the Nationals just got too big of a lead for the Braves to overcome. While on Sunday, it, it seemed like the Braves had chances to come back, though it never came to fruition. On Monday, the Nationals... Got it left very little doubt. They won 11-2, being able to get out to a 5-1 lead, and then after that it eventually became an 11-1 lead despite the Braves making a bit of noise in the ninth inning. But yes, the overall storyline through the first five games of the season for the Braves are the struggles of the starting rotation, though the bullpen itself certainly has not been, you know, anything of excellence. The starting rotation over the, or the starting pitching performances over the last two games certainly are a bit concerning. Again, it's the first outing of the season for Ian Anderson and Waskar Yanoa, so you can only put too much emphasis on their performances, but you certainly also come away from the first time through the Braves rotation understanding why many focused on it as being the point of questions, as it being the most uncertain part of the Braves team. And though Charlie Morton and Kyle Wright looked very good, Max Fried's numbers were not reflective of how good he looked in his first start. The struggle of Ian Anderson and Waskar Yanoa are certainly things you hope will correct themselves 
the next time out. But I also don't think that it's fair just to focus on the struggles of the starting rotation because the Braves offense also has certainly struggled as well. Over the past two games, only five runs scored. And the thing about it is this, is that it is fair to point out two things. Two truths can certainly exist. Against the Reds, the Braves certainly ran into some bad luck. Plenty of well-hit balls either went to the warning track and were caught for outs, either went right to someone. You've seen many Braves who have struggled out of the gate despite the fact that they are not getting very many hits. They're consistently putting hard contact on the ball, and you have to figure at some point those hard-hit balls will fall somewhere. But... With that being said, it also comes to the point to where the Braves need to start having their entire lineup contributing, especially if their pitchers are going to run into trouble early in games. For instance, we know that Matt Olson and Austin Riley are having excellent starts to the season. Marcelo Zuna now, in 20 at-bats, has six hits three RBIs. He's come through consistently in scoring opportunities that have helped the Braves put some runs on the boards, but it's the struggles of other regulars. Dansby Swanson threw his first um, five games and 19 plate appearances, 10 strikeouts to only two hits. Ozzie Albies in 21 plate appearances, only two hits so far this season, one run, two RBIs. Eddie Rosario in 20 at-bats this season, only one hit so far. So yes, overall, Matt Olson, Austin Riley, Travis Darno at the bottom of the order, they're doing their jobs enough to give the Braves an opportunity to be able to win games like we saw in the second and third game of the season. But over the last two games, the Braves offense has certainly struggled, while obviously the Braves starting rotation is probably the biggest point of concern. The Braves offense playing to its potential consistently certainly needs to be something that comes to fruition as well, especially if questions in the starting rotation persist as we get further in April. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. 
So understandably so, when it comes to the Braves starting rotation going through its first round to start the season, some struggles could have been expected, right? You know, some ineffective, you know, control, um, you know, unfortunately not avoiding the one beginning. Those things were realistic outcomes the first time through, especially for pitchers who were coming off a short spring training. However, the one thing that you certainly hope will change over the course of this week and as we get further into April is that the Braves pitchers will start to regain their control to allow for their stuff to be able to be fully effective against lineups. That's one thing that certainly stands out is that the stuff of Ian Anderson, the stuff of Oscar, you know, even the stuff of Max Freed, they certainly did in flashes show out just fine. It's the fact that the that all three of those pitchers put themselves in tough situations where them eventually giving up one big hit kind of did them in for their start. That's what you're hoping to avoid as they get into their second and third appearances of the season. And that's what Brian Snicker alluded to in the post-game press conference. He talked a bit about how, yes, it certainly is understandable that after a shortened spring training, there were going to be some struggles out of the gate. But he also discussed how now that we're into the start of the season, that has to start being overcome for some wins to start being earned. Also, Brian Snicker talked about how with Spencer Strider and Tucker Davidson both being used on Monday night as well, what that could mean for the rotation spot on Tuesday. Um, is, is it just as simple as falling behind guys for a no? Is there more to it? Yeah, I mean, he's just kind of all over the place. Didn't like, like get any rhythm, any release points were different. The rhythm wasn't good. Um, it's what real, you know, what, philosophy and all that. You know, stuff was okay. Just the command and kind of getting that flow was rough for him. So, you know, just hopefully that, you know, they have this first one, they get it out of the way, they see what they did, they go to work, you know, in between, and the next one's, you know, they got a better idea of where, where they're going. The effects of the shortened spring training, could that be something? I don't know. I mean, it's at some point in time that that's going to have to, we're going to have to turn the page on all the, all that. Because um, he, you know, I mean, he, he stretched out good. It just, you know, wasn't a real good night. He wasn't the same when he came back from the injury last year. Right. Um, but we saw it before the injury, and obviously yeah. it wasn't anything with the injury that would affect him permanently. No. I mean, like I say, we just see, and this guy's, you know, you, we forget how far this kid's come the last couple of years, too, where he was, and, um, you know, so he's still trying to figure things out. I mean, he's not a finished product yet, and, um, but we saw how good that his stuff can play, and, and um, he's going to go through bumps in the road, and, and uh, whether it's beginning, middle, end, and, um, but you know what, he's receptive to what they talk to him about, and, I know in spring training they had him in the office, I mean, in the room one day, and they're going over video, and he's receptive to stuff. He gets it. And I think, you know, I have confidence in him making his adjustments that he needs to make. Tucker went pitch tonight, obviously, so he decided tomorrow then? No, we're still kind of, when I go back in, we're still working through all that. We're going to, we're probably going to bring up two guys, actually. So just stay on Make sure that Max still gets that, that extra day. Man, Max is going to get the extra day. Yeah, we're kind of. I think we need to hang with that. I mean, just for long term, and, and it won't be every start. I mean, there's going to be times where we're going to, you know, them guys will go on five days, but anytime we can, and you know, we just kind of feel like right now it's important to do that for the long haul. How 
How much does that mess you up that, that you had to get in there and, and use Davidson tonight? Yeah, I mean, because he was the guy we were kind of going to we're going to start. I mean, but you know, it's you have two starts, you know, short starts in a row, man. It, it kind of it digs on you a little bit, and, and you you know you have to you know try and survive and get the thing right, and hopefully you know whoever we call on tomorrow can stretch the game for us a little bit because it's. That's a tough thing, you know, everybody that we had to use yesterday. And Spencer did a great job. You know, he came in and, and held the game there. You know, we didn't, you know, we swing the bats. Who knows? We might get to the back end guys and, and not have to use Tucker. Then could have used him tomorrow. Um, but we just, you know, we, they gave us a chance. Like Spencer gave us a chance to, to come back in that game. We just couldn't get anything going offensively to get to those the guys that we wanted to late in the game. How encouraging is it that now, as Snicker discussed during the postgame press conference, one thing that certainly came out of Monday that was exciting to see despite the overall results of the game was the fact that we got a glimpse to many of the Braves' more talented young pitchers. Obviously, we, we saw plenty of Waskar Yanoa last year and got glimpses of Spencer Strider as well as Tucker Davidson, but to see all three of them in the same game was certainly a lot of fun to see, at least for, for me. I can only speak for myself, but though... You know what? And Davidson struggled. Spencer Strider certainly looked good in his three and one-thirds innings. It was good to see all of those pitchers used in the same game. And though there were struggles, it certainly leads to an understanding that all three pitchers could play a significant role in the 2022 campaign. But one byproduct of all three of those pitchers being used is that the Braves, who have put an emphasis early in the season on a six-man rotation so that they can continue to ease their starting rotation arms into the season. One of the things that certainly comes away from all three pitchers being used is that none of those, especially Strider and Davidson, none of those pitchers are options for Tuesday. So that leaves the likelihood that the Braves could go a bit of a different route when it comes to the sixth spot in their rotation. You could potentially see a Tuki Tassant or another pitcher come out of the bullpen and it be an opener type situation that we've seen the Braves utilize before. We saw them utilize it in the postseason a couple of times during the 2021 regular season. But a bit more exciting option could be the fact that right-handed that right-handed pitching prospect prospect Bryce Elder, his spot in the rotation for the Gwinnett Stripers actually is available on Tuesday. So there is speculation coming from Mark Bowman of MLB.com himself that the Braves could make roster moves and we could see Bryce Elder potentially make his Major League debut. Now, Elder certainly has looked good. He looked good last year in many minor league starts in the Braves system. He looked good at times in spring training this year. Elder may not necessarily have as high of a ceiling as other players in the Braves minor league system like a Kyle Muller or a Spencer Strider. But one thing that does come with Bryce Elder is efficiency. A pitcher who could potentially get you through how he works, he could get you five or six innings without necessarily laboring to and still be able to be effective to put the Braves in a position to win. Not necessarily saying that's a guarantee if his first major league start were to be today, but at the very least, if the Braves are looking for a rotation option that prevents them from having to use freed um, or, or use their relievers, they could potentially call on Bryce Elder to at least give them maybe, you know, three, four, five innings or at least two times through the Nationals lineup, and that could allow for them to 
use that sixth starter spot without having to overuse their starters and also keep their relievers on a regular routine. So one of the things that could happen today as a result of last night's game is we could see the Major League debut of Bryce Elder, someone that many have speculated would eventually see probably multiple appearance, appearances in the majors this season, but for Elder, that opportunity probably is coming earlier than many expected. However, one other thing that stands out is this, is that while you certainly don't say don't expect for Ian Anderson's rotation spot to be up for grabs, that fifth starter spot and also the sixth starter spot, at least to open the season, if Bryce Elder were to come up to the major league level today and perform well, or if it's not Elder, if it's another arm that could step in in this sixth rotation spot, there's still plenty of opportunity for these young arms to make their impact in the majors. Not only Elder, but also Spencer Strider, Tucker Davidson. If Waskar Yanoa is going to struggle out of the gate, and if that sixth starter spot is going to be a rotation option several times into the season, then there are going to be opportunities for young arms to step up and stand out, and they're going to be needed for the Braves so that these early game struggles do not continue to happen. So though over the past two games the Braves offense and the starting rotation has struggled, it's been a bit of an exciting time to get a glimpse at some of the Braves' young, talented arms, and that could, could continue into Tuesday with the potential there for Bryce Elder to make his Major League debut against the Nationals. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer podcast, Road to Atlanta podcast, and the Battery Power podcast all at BatteryPower.com, as well as at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media and free on all podcast platforms. Make sure you check out BatteryPower.com for all the great written content and Battery Power YouTube TV with Grant McCauley and Corey McCarty. Subscribe to the Battery Power Podcast Network. Subscribe to Battery Power YouTube TV for all the latest and greatest coverage when it comes to the Braves. My name's Sean Coleman. It's always a pleasure being with you. We'll be back with you tomorrow recapping the Game 2 of the Braves and National Series in Atlanta. 